Super. Well, um, I'm really excited to be um, uh, speaking uh, this uh, afternoon. I'm in clinic, uh, as you can tell, so I've stepped out, but I'm really privileged to uh, have a, a chance to speak to Mr. Solanke uh, about some of his thinking and some of the things that he does that we can be really appreciative of and incorporate into our sort of everyday stuff. So this is uh, you optimize towards excellence. And the idea is that we're all work in progress. We're, we're and, and uh, uh, you know, we've been very blessed and privileged to get to wherever we are. You know, we all had lots of incredible experiences and so on. Uh, but as we, uh, you know, go along, we can share some of our sort of insights and takes on things and whatever perspective we have and build this community where we're sort of unconditionally sharing stuff in a in a gentle, digestible way. And it's really more to serve the audience uh, first and foremost and get people a little bit curious not overwhelm them with too much stuff. So um, I, that's the sort of the, the basic notion. So, so today we have a chance to uh, guess to Mr. Solanke to uh, kindly sort of share a little bit of his background and what he's doing, and then we'll go into a few of these questions. So uh, please, over to you. Right, please call me Beiju. You know, Mr. Solanke is a bit too formal. So, well, Beiju. you know, we want to be. We want to. You um, know, my Beiju is fine. Beiju is fine. So appreciate it. The reach out and the opportunity to speak to you guys. Um, uh, so my name is Beju Slank. I'm a performance psychologist. So I've been, my background's in, I used to be a psychology lecturer many years ago. I studied in sports psychology and then I did a bit of corporate work. But 16, 17 years ago, I, I left and started my own coaching training business. And as you mentioned around optimization, my whole thing is around human performance and reaching potential. And for me, people don't reach their potential because of what I call interference. And usually the interference is within themselves. Stories of how they've decided around the world about, you know, mm -hmm. if a teacher once said, I'll put your hand down, be quiet, or oh, the rest of the life they can put their hand down. So there's loads of stuff that we are conditioned. Yeah. And then we take that into the outer world. And then in terms of practical things, I, my whole thing's about self-leadership, complete ownership and total accountability. And as I understand it, then, then you sort of break that down, what gets in the way. And I call um, what really gets in the way is people's what I call Tourette's excuses. We have everyday excuses. Sorry, I'm late. Um, I got busy. Um, you know, uh, I've got I'm too much to do. And my notion is this, is you are not that important that you're that busy. All right. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are, whether you're king of England or a pauper. When someone yeah. says to me, I'm busy. I look at someone and say, well, you're then, you're not, um, you're not utilizing your skill set. Because if you, I'm never busy. Mm -hmm. I just do what I do. Like I'm doing this podcast now. Great. After this podcast, I've got an email to send. After that email, I've got a right report. After the report, I'm going to go for a walk. After the walk, I'll come back and I'll join another webinar. So yeah. if you looked at my day, yeah. at the end, the ordinary person would say, oh, I've had a busy day. But the successful person would say, no, I'm just doing what I'm doing. Like you're in mm -hmm. clinical day. And yeah. I appreciate so you might sort of um, uh, uh, feel like you're, you know, there's lots to do. Yes, but no one's forcing you to do what you do, mm -hmm. right? You choose the vocation. Some people don't choose the vocation, but then you fall into this trap of complaining that the life is not what we want. Well, you create it. So, you know, I've got no time for people complaining about their life when they're not willing to do something about it. Right. And, there's some, and there's some simple, simple strategies for me. Yeah. Number one, sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's sort of taking responsibility and and sort of having some agency. So we're not, you know, buffeted yeah, about by no, events. Are you, are you the mercy of the world? Are you going to mm -hmm. be 
you know, you we get to live, we get to be humans. So we get to be on this earth um, at a time where opportunities. Now, look, I appreciate that everybody's world is different. Everybody's chapter is different. Mm-hmm. But where I come from is one person's great day is waking up. Another mm-hmm. person's great day is, you know, spending a million pounds. It doesn't affect them. Right. And I appreciate they're all in different chapters. But wherever you are, is are you in complaint and victim mode? Or are you in a position? Are you going to be saying, well, what can I do in this moment? Right. And avoid the busyness of life happening to you and say, okay, how can I like let life um, be created around me? So without any sort of self-development or uh, critical analysis of our world, most people's life is happening to them. 80% of their world is happening to them. If hopefully the train's on time, hopefully my alarm goes off, hopefully that I can get back, you know, do this, do that. Mm. As opposed to saying, okay, some small things I can take control. So I'll give you a remit. I'm never late for anything. I mean, ever, right? Two things that we want as humans, we want more money and more time. One we Mm. abuse and one we we chase. Anything you chase is going to run away. Anything you abuse, how do you expect it? So when people say they're busy, I and they're late constantly, it doesn't work for me. I'm not mm. interested in the rest of the world. I said you get you get that one thing right, being on time for everything, and having the having the intention of um, utilizing your your time. Yeah, I wish you the rest will take care of itself. You know, you deal with osteoporosis, right? Mm. I believe in a psychosomatic impact that when people are holding stress, it affects their physical being, mm. right? Definitely. And I'm no osteopath, I'm no GP, I'm no medical, I'm not a psychiatrist, but yeah. Um, uh, anecdotally and maybe some research show that when someone holds stuff in and they're not vocal mm. there's you know it builds up in the body there's 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 research there's there's um research papers of people who've got throat cancer and when you analyze their life these are people who don't speak up no get that there's people who've suffered from arthritis cancer you tell me but yeah. the people who hold in they worry a lot they hold in uh stresses they don't have this release mm-hmm I've not seen many people who go to the gym who continually help be healthy yeah. and um, uh, unnecessarily depressed. It doesn't mean their life is fantastic. It doesn't mean they've got everything sorted, but it's an area of life they could control over, which allows them to have the energy to deal mm. with the challenges in life. Yeah. So for me, it's about how do you win every day? And the way you right. win every day is just to say, what are the three things I can control completely? What would move the needle in my business? And as a result of moving the needle, am I a better person than I was yesterday? Yeah. So those three questions, the rest will take care of itself. That's that's amazing. So, I mean, there's a whole, like, um, uh, a program of things there, which is really impressive and comprehensive. So is there sort of, um, uh, you know, you touched on some really big topics, and, and I think people may have to listen to this again just to sort of uh, capture some of them. But, but, it, but just starting off, you know, the, the starting off in a very simple way, in a, and and you know sometimes, um, <clears throat> especially if it's a new area or a new thing, sometimes we have to be quite gentle with ourselves and yeah. and and just be a little bit sort of exploratory and and so on. So, what would you um, that sort of framework of you know having agency responsibility, accountability, you know, taking ownership, um, looking to sort of shape things rather than be shaped by stuff yeah. those are really valuable things where would you gently start if you're relatively novice to this where would you start is detach from any outcome 
So yep. when we start something, we're looking for an immediate result or immediate feedback. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to start going gym. Or I'm going to be healthy. And you do that for a week and you don't really lose much weight. You don't really see much difference. And you think, oh, what's the point? Yeah. And you, so you've got to trust the process. Yeah. It's a small thing. And and uh, and most people don't understand the power of compounding. You yeah, know, yeah. My routine today, same routine next week will be will be compounded because of the previous six efforts I've made. Yeah. And so detach yourself from any outcome, detach yourself from any expectation and trust the process. Have a vision of what you want to create, have a thing about what you want. So for example, two, three years ago, I went for a big body transformation. I lost 20 kilos over 10 months. I lost 20 kilos, but each each week I was just trusting the process of the thing, eating the yeah. right foods, doing the right things. And at the end, there wasn't a goal. There was a goal in terms of losing X amount. But if I didn't lose X amount, it wasn't It wasn't like, oh my God, it's not working. It's about, okay, adjust, adjust, and this. You know, when yeah. a plane is traveling from London to New York, only 5% of his time is pointing to his direction. It's continually readjusting. And that's what life's about. What we do in life is, especially in the Western world, we are so surprised with change we expect if something happens once or twice it will continue happening whereas the eastern world are very adaptable to change right and, um and we we have this fixed mindset so when change occurs it's like a catastrophe how do we cope with this mm -hmm. right it's right it's sunny today sunny today and we as a british we were surprised it's raining tomorrow yeah what is raining tomorrow it was sunny yesterday you know it's like so for me, how do you win the days? What can you completely control? We can, to a certain extent, completely control how much we choose to move and what we put in our mouths and what yeah. we say. Now, I appreciate there's certain medical conditions, there's certain neurodiversity situations, which mean that um, there might not be in total control. But it's asking yourself, is what I'm doing right now serving me? And again, look, we're human. So I appreciate that, you know, everybody mm. loves to have alcohol or have some sweet mm. foods, junk foods. I get that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But 99% of the time, we know when something's not serving us. And it's showing compassion. It's saying, okay, do you know what? It's okay to have a McDonald's. It's okay to have some drink. But then don't complain if you have a McDonald's for six days in a row and then have a, don't feel great. All right? Everything yeah. about uh, choices and taking ownership. And we live in a society where it's very much a blame culture. Yeah. When we have the blame culture, we have a we have a we have a box full of ready-made excuses. Oh, mm. uh, it's raining. Uh, the alarm didn't go off. The train was late. My child didn't get ready. Um, the internet was off. Um, blah 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 blah. And what we do, the biggest issue is we we are receptive to the tolerance of that oh yeah it's like i don't i don't buy that can you just highlight really quickly just for your just for the did you know why first thing i said to you when we started this thing yeah yeah no you uh, you, you had a exact standard for time so everyone who's listening i was five minutes late because i was finishing yeah. a patient yeah. call and uh you know i um I, I just had to sort of explain myself and uh, yeah, exactly. you know, you're very understanding, but absolutely. And th that's a good point you make for us to have certain standards. We need people around us to hold us to those standards because there's no point saying I'm going to be jumping, you know, this much or that much or waking up this much or turning up on time. And everybody else says, well, it doesn't matter because we won't keep that standard. So we we do need our peers and our sort of people. Yeah. And, and the, the thing that I sort of emphasize actually uh, I have you know, a whole bunch of people who are, I'm 
blessed to be mentored and coached and uh, guided by and they hold such exact standards they're like <laughs> amazing and, if, if if i said to people if you if from a if someone says to me do you mean one thing i can do to help me change my life i said for one week commit to never being late for anything yeah that's a that's yeah. a that's a well, great well, one right and even if it's no one else involved say i choose to go to the gym at seven in the morning even if you're meeting someone just make sure you're there at seven just for your own integrity and what will happen yeah. is as soon as we commit to that kind of level of discipline, allowing for, you know, um, and this is why the more moving parts you have in your life, I say you've got kids and partners and stuff, the more um, more important to make sure you control the controllables. I haven't got many mm. moving parts. My children are adults, right? So I haven't got mm. many other young children moving around. So my my tolerance for things not work not being on time is greater. Mm-hmm. whereas when we've got so much going on in life the tolerance mm-hmm. is less because so even more so and i have a freedom for me to be freedom mm-hmm. free to be free in any aspect of your life you need three things focus structure and discipline so if i want to be free in my health have freedom of having good health i need to make sure where's my focus am i exercising enough am i eating the right foods do i have structure to ensure that it's a repeatable process am i disciplined enough to execute every single day Take someone who's financially not free, financially not secure. Where's the focus? Are you focused in terms of understanding how to spend, how to save, how to invest? Do you have structure in terms of your investment? Do you have discipline in terms of making sure that you only spend beyond your means? You take relationships. My relationship is not, you know, I want freedom in the relationship with my internet partner. Right? Is there focus in terms of investing in that relationship? Do you have structure in terms of making sure there's date nights and you you listen to them, you talk to them? Is there discipline to ensure that just because you get a work call, you're, you're strong enough to say no to that work call because you've committed to your partner. Mm-hmm. So any area of your life you haven't got freedom is the paradox to have freedom somewhere is you need focus, structure, and discipline. And that gives you freedom. There's a paradox in everything. If the very thing you, the more, if you want control on something is let go mm-hmm. of wanting control and control comes. If you want to, if you want something, instead of chasing it, get it to attract to you. So all these little paradoxes. Yeah, yeah. Not, but in all of that, the one fundamental foundation is not to be attached to the outcome. So meaning is there's an outcome you're looking for. If yeah. the outcome is not what you expect, is then don't let that be the, the heuristic of whether you're successful or not. Yeah. It's an indicator of, well, okay, where could I adjust? What do I need to do different? I'll give you a sporting analogy. Uh-huh. In sport, is sport is very good because we all know what success looks like success in football looks more if you score more goals yeah in cricket if you score more runs in basketball more points but in life so then in football you don't worry about right okay you don't sit down and change room right what what we got to do here guys oh score more goals oh no shit show look guess what yeah we know that but yeah. what we're going to do oh we're going to play this format we're going to have this strategy so in yeah. life if you turn up and perform at your best you're going to win more than less and the times you lose, there's two reasons you lose. One, the other team just happened to be better. Hold your hands up. Yeah. Second reason you lose is you didn't play the game. That's the same in life. Does that so, help? Yeah, yeah, very, very much so. So these are really sort of succinct, uh, um, sort of tangible, relatable things and examples that you're uh, generously sharing. Um, your, your sort of personal journey to this. So obviously you had different roles and so on. So. Are there things that you um, have particularly uh, benefited from in terms of, you know, structuring your day or 
having an, ins an, an insight or an appreciation that, uh, um, you know, you're able to share with us that we can sort of learn from and, and have an example uh, that, that we may like apply this? to ourselves. Yeah. Was that always like this? No. Right. You know, he's taken, you know, journeys. I went through my own divorce, which had created an identity in terms of, you know, my own life. And there's a reflection. You can either any any challenge you have in your life, whether it's yeah. relationships, finance, anything, there's a point whereby I can choose to learn from this. Or I can choose to sink. Mm -hmm. Right. And the sinking may initially happen, but there's a point of self-awareness. Do I carry on this road or do I now stop being a victim and do something about it? And that's where mm -hmm. you've got to see counsel. And and so the, your narrative and your word and your thoughts have a massive power. So for me, in terms of being saying, saying, OK, well, how can I. Um, for me, it's about the health and well-being without your doctor. Right. Mm -hmm. When you're healthy, everything else is uh, is a goal. I uh, earning more money, going on holiday, um, uh, meeting your friends, going out for drinks. Right. As soon as health isn't with you, that's the only focus. Right. When you haven't got your health, the severity of it, it means nothing else can be focused on. Because you're so busy, so focused on getting well. So the very thing that completely um, disarms everything else is your health. So for me, and again, it was a journey. I was not always been like that. As soon as I took care of my health in terms of movement and food, mm -hmm. doesn't mean I'm like a saint and don't have bad foods now. Again, so everything's in moderation, but understanding everything else now becomes available to me. Yeah, Relationships, children, work, life, all the rest of it. I don't have to say, oh, do you know what? Now, I appreciate there might be people listening to this thinking, well, where I am in my health journey, there are certain restrictions, and I appreciate that. But we've always we've all seen those YouTube videos with people who have had terrible, terrible health issues and still achieve great things in life. Mm. And the only difference in them and you is their mindset. What they choose to be a victim or choose to say, okay, how can I, what can I do in the capacity that I have, whether it's a physical or mental um, a disadvantage. Mm. And so... I mean, you know, you've been sort of very um, eloquent in terms of the different sort of uh, uh, sort of approaches and elements that go into um, how we behave and how we think and how we sort of tackle issues and so on. Um, one of the things that we're very cognizant of is is the quality of the advice that we all receive, you know, in terms of our development of this or that or health and so on. So we, we always spend a lot of time on getting people's health back to normal and multiplying their capabilities on the health front. But the quality of your coaching you know, for thinking, sports, otherwise, makes a massive difference. So, you know, you can take relatively limited capability or at that and then unearth a whole stack of other capabilities and improve somebody's um, productivity. Um, so coaches are really critical because they can help accelerate that progress. And, you know, all successful sports teams and so on have legions of coaches and you have experience of all of that. So, I mean, how important are coaches in your opinion? A great coach can be massively important. A bad coach can be a disaster because mm. a great coach asks powerful questions. Yeah. But also there's an element of asking questions not to be liked, but asking questions for they, uh, for the other person, the other individuals to get them thinking a different way. We know what we know. We know what we don't know, but we don't know what we don't know. And the yeah. best coach is to get people to think about the same things in a different perspective. But also... They create us an environment and a and a and um uh and a strategy around taking immediate action. Because momentum mm. is key. 
right? You can think about it and read it and be coached, but if you don't take an immediate action thereafter, you lose the essence. And like basic physics, it's easy to move a moving object than a still object. So if you're still and stay still, it's hard to create movement. So you need to, as soon as a coaching interview is taking place, there's got to be some thinking process and uh, an action um, linked to any 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 narrative. And the thing with coaching is, I think coaching, um, the most powerful coaching is done when the individual um, receives it from the point of um, and what's it, a shift in thinking. If there's no shift in thinking, then coaching hasn't taken place. It's got mm -hmm. to be a shift in thinking. In our in our brief interaction here, mm -hmm. have I um, given you a way of thinking about certain things that you already knew about, but you got a slightly different, maybe a slightly slight different angle to think about the same things? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's been very insightful. What's the most sort of thing that made you think? Oh, okay, yeah, all right. I, I knew that, but I didn't think of it in that way. No, no, I think all of the, I mean, it's it's really, um, just, I, I, just the last point you made about uh, movement uh, or action. So if um, if you identify a particular area and, and then you, because you know how, how the brain and, and sort of behavior and so on is that uh, we have a whole bunch of um, sort of different physiological things going on, emotions, sort of feelings, thinking, behavior. Um, but if we can, Inter integrate as many different senses and and um, uh, activities with a particular sort of notion or an idea i think that's a really really um, uh, impactful way of thinking about things so so i think oh here's orange doing a whole bunch of things to encapsulate that in other sort of elements of that can uh, reinforce it in a, in a in a way and make it more of an experience than otherwise and the reason why it can be powerful is as humans, we don't like change, right? We are, we are, we are, we are, uh, we are created to, to survive. We mm -hmm. aren't, we aren't created to thrive. You know, if you go back to the cavemen, their whole instinct was to go out and hunt and feed and survive. That was it. It wasn't mm -hmm. about, and then as our consciousness and our evolution evolved over the years, we mm -hmm. started different things. Oh, if we put that chemical, that chemical, oh, this happens. Oh, if we put this structure here and put this on, it's a bridge. Actually, could we now we can walk over there? Could we create so all the evolution, the the the, the evolution of the the basic thinking created something from nothing, which forced us thinking more. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a it's a compound effect. It's, it's a it's a circular effect, right? Now, in that, we reach a level of like settlement. Depending on where you are, you settle. So, as humans, we grow up, and the school system screws us up. The school system mm -hmm. uh, encourages us to settle and be safe. So we've got a whole uh, generation of people going out there being safe. And the social media saying, you don't need to be like that. You can be like this. So there's a whole generation of social media people saying, oh, I'm going to rebel against, right? But they rebel against the world, but the world is not supporting them in the rebellion. So then they then they crash. Why is no one supporting me? I want to be different. I want to be this. I want to be that. Because the world still puts them into, well, no, get a job, be settled, don't take a risk. So then they have to find community groups. So you're doing this podcast and you're going to be sending that to people and there's going to be 10% of the people here completely get this. 90% will be, oh, that's for someone else. I'm okay. That won't work for me. 
You don't, mm. this guy doesn't understand me. This guy doesn't understand. Look at him with his banners and his white t-shirt and his, and his tattoos. He doesn't understand me. Uh-huh. There'll be that's the story in their head. It's mm-hmm. okay. He doesn't know my life. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've met highly successful millionaires and billionaires and paupers. Right. The one common thing they all have to go to the toilet in the morning. Right. We're all yep. humans. Right. Whatever's going on. And when you go through the facade, when you tap through the the facade of what they perceive as successful. We're all got the same fears. We might be on different chapters. Mm-hmm. But then we say, and then what happens is the biggest thing about people where they are and where they want to be is the fear of change. So my mm-hmm. whole thing is about change your game is then, and the perception of change, the fear mm-hmm. of, a, of a thinking around it is greater than the thing itself. I guarantee you, if you ask everybody watching this podcast, yeah. think of something in your life that was really uh, a challenge for you in the past um, and the change of whatever needed to happen, whether it's a relationship, job, career, whatever it is, is the thought of it was actually worse than the actual action of the thing. It wasn't so bad. Yes, yeah. I went through divorce. It was bad, but I'm out of it. I come out of it. It's I, I've survived. I lost the job. I thought my world ended. Actually, mm-hmm. that created an opportunity for another job. I failed my exams. I thought I'm going to be a nobody. Actually, that forced me to think this way, which meant I got that opportunity. Yeah, there's, there's opportunities everywhere. You just got to register them. And sometimes people um, think opportunities look like a nice shiny object saying, hey, this is for you. But sometimes an opportunity looks like failure. Sometimes an opportunity looks like a no. Sometimes opportunity looks like um, I'm shutting this door. Uh-huh. So it forces you to look somewhere else. Yeah. So, I mean, there's really amazing uh, shares. Thank you so much. Obviously, we, we share the summary with you and so on. Um, so is there sort of um, one thing that you sort of surprise yourself with or or you, when you think about you, you say, oh, my God, I get to be me. Is there a thing that you do or you think or insight that you have? Is there something that, you know, you um, being as knowledgeable and as um, uh, learned as you are now that you think, oh, that's All the time, I'm learning every single day. I learn every. Yeah. Single, I'm fascinated by how people think. Um, their uh, what they need to do to change is bigger than they needed to be, right? right. Whether it's change your job, change your careers, or there's a challenge. Is just changing their thinking, changing the words can give you an access or a different perspective. It doesn't mean, but where problem fall down is they say, oh, where it's a law of attraction, changing my words. It doesn't work. No, because you're looking for an immediate response, immediate reaction. And because you don't get the world doesn't say well done or give you a reward, you think it doesn't work. But, you know, the world, no, we're, it doesn't work like that. The universe is testing us all the time. Right? And it's not about testing us to, to say whether you deserve it. It's testing us in terms of the the world is available to us right if i said to you can you guarantee me that tomorrow morning the sun will rise could you do that um i think there's a extreme possibility that it will rise tomorrow but i can't guarantee anything i don't control the universe forget forget all that i'm asking this one thing can you guarantee me that the sun will rise tomorrow yes no you can't you can't guarantee no, no, I'm I'm looking at probability. 
Not a pro nothing. You just so you're looking at past evidence. There's nothing you can do to yeah. guarantee. What you're relying on is that every single day in your life so far, it has risen. Yeah. The odds are it will, but there's no guarantee. And that's what people look for in life. They can't guarantee. Oh, so okay. Is your responsibility is just to show up in the morning. Right. Right. Is your so be accountable for what you can do or you have yeah. agency over. Yeah. What you say to me, I can't go to some, but what I will do, I will guarantee I'll wake up at the point that expected the sunrise and then I will let you know. Okay. Right. And so therefore, can you guarantee me you get that job? Well, there's no point because I'm not qualified. I'm not. Well, what you can do is show up. Can you guarantee uh -huh. me when I ring this person, they're going to tell me what I want to hear? I can't guarantee it. But guess what? Until you show up, you won't know. Yeah. So the, take responsibility for the bits that you can take Absolutely. responsibility for. Yeah. And most people don't because what they do is because they focus on things they can't control. They then come up with a plethora of excuses about why it's no point in them doing what they need to do. Oh, you yeah, don't, no. And I can't go gym. And I haven't got time to go gym. When I hear that, I hear ordinary person. I hear amateur. And I said, okay, what you really want to say is right now, the priority of going to the gym or exercising is not in my list. That's fine. Admit that. Don't kid me. You know, before I did my transformation, I was someone who... Oh, I have to find time to go to the gym. But I changed the context of my life. Now I'm a gym goer. So it's a non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not saying it's gym. It's whatever the exercise of preference, walking every single day, doing yoga, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. But don't use the ordinariness excuse of I'm busy. Because when someone says that to me, I look at them and I said, you're not that important to be that busy. And they're like, I said, well, who are you to be that busy? That you're giving me the excuse of what you really want to do because you think you're so important because you're busy. Do one. I'm not interested. I'm not yeah. interested. No, no, it's uh, it's amazing. Listen, I'm, we, we've sort of come to the end of our sort of time. We've actually gone a little bit over, but you've been incredibly kind and generous and and uh, you know very um, helpful in terms of sharing the different concepts. So obviously, people can access your books and so on. And if you don't mind, we'll schedule another time and maybe we'll go into some of these things in a bit more sure, detail. Sure. And, and they can obviously read your book. Did you do courses and things? Or how, I do a how number do of it? things. Yeah, there's, a, there's a scorecard, actually, that I've created, which is a quiz, which helps them understand if they yeah. want to change something in their life, where they, where, whether it's their mindset, whether it's their strategy or taking action, it's the the hindrance. So I can, I can send you the link to that. Um, hang on. Uh, I don't know. I can email you so you can put that. Super, link. yeah. Yeah, please, because uh, I'm sure people will be curious, uh, and uh, and you know, and just 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 explore this area for, uh, for themselves. But um, there's been really incredible um, value that you you've uh, shared with us. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad. Well, hopefully, it helps you and your audience. And uh, you know, and, uh, and I'm, my my name, Bajus Lang, is quite unique. So if you googled me in all the different platforms, you'll find you'll find all my stuff. Paige, you've been incredibly generous again. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. Bye. Take care.